Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Joining us uh, now from uh, Arizona is my main man, Darren Ravel. Darren, it's uh, Craig and Evan uh, here in New York. I'm just wondering... If there's still a market for those uh, signed Kevin Durant uh, net uh, cards you have in your possession, this 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 must have been the fastest turnaround for an owner ever. They announced Matt Ishbia at what 11 a.m. yesterday here, and and uh, his team is now like third most likely to win the NBA title. Pretty yeah, remarkable. Pretty uh, pretty good start. They kind won't of, win the NBA title. Kind of so Steve Cohen esque. Uh, anyhow, how are things in Arizona? Or I wonder. You know, for the locals there, not that you get to see a lot of them because there's such an influx of people from all over the uh, the country for a Super Bowl. Are they Super Bowl heavy, or is it all Phoenix Suns right now? Right. Well, today it's just Phoenix Suns. Yep. You know, guys getting traded. Like, literally, you can't talk about anything else. The only thing that I'm really seeing is people being surprised at the Super Bowl ticket plummeting and kind of really? where that's yeah you know it's 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 now in how do you define of, plummeting yeah uh last 48 hours the get-in has gone for about five thousand bucks to three thousand all right that's a significant that's a 40 percent drop yeah not not you know in the affordable range but it's so now the only thing that's going to stop this drop is someone who's already at the waste management or someone who's around who just says or a displaced fan who just says, I'm just going to go. And usually this, it happens this way where it never, the market never, the only time the market ever fell out was the, uh, was the one in New Orleans, the first Brady Super Bowl. See what's where weird? You had, what, that's so weird to me because Philly fans travel very, very well. Kansas City, of course, no stranger to the Super Bowl. They travel very well. It's a great matchup, all the nonsense you want to talk about. But you do know, you want to be there, Craig? That's the thing. Like, everyone says, hey, are you really the best fan if you're at the game? Like, I don't know. I know I know plenty of guys who say, I just want to – I'm an Eagles fan. I just want to be locked in a room and watch yeah. TV. It's not that good watching a football I agree. Game. Listen, I went crowd. to – I've told the story many times. I went to 12 consecutive Super Bowls. I stayed for three of them. But does, yep. it, does it also hurt, to your point, that the Eagles fan base has been in the Super Bowl relatively recently, yeah, that's true. and the Chiefs have been there a couple of times, where there may be fans who've done the trip in the last half a decade who say, well, I did that once, I'm not doing it again. I think the price well, if it was the Bills, forget about it. Right? That's like, different. Yes, were, I agree. If it were the, the Bills, like yeah. this ticket, there's no way this ticket would be less than you know, $8,000 because everyone would be coming. But, yes, obviously, it's, it's, it's the Alabama in the national championship syndrome. Right. right, like right. how many times are you going to go? And it's you know the one when the once in a lifetime becomes thir- third in a lifetime and fourth in a lifetime. It's just not that cool. And the reality is that you know the people that have those get-in tickets, which are not the best tickets in the building, are trying to make a profit. They're panicking right now. They don't want to be stuck holding the ticket because they're not going to the game. So they're lowering the price now to just guarantee the sale at a, at a smaller profit, so they can move on. That's really what's going on. 
Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl is also a different animal. People like the commercials. People like. I mean, I, I, I it, it, it's completely different. Um, but I know so many people who, and you guys have heard this before, where even they're going to a regular season game and they say, "I went to the regular season game. I went to the game." And then I call the person later and say, "Hey, what are you doing now? You went to the Giants game." He's like, "I'm watching the Giants game." Right. I'm like, "What? <laughs> right, what are you doing? Right, what are you, what right. are you watching the Giants? You were just at the Giants game." He's like, "No, no, 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 no. I need to see it now." I'm like, "Well, that's why you're not married." He's like, no, I gotta see the game. I'm like, well, why'd you go? It's that, a good point. That's an Evan Roberts move right there. <laughs> Evan is the king of that. Talking to Down Ravel. You know, one of the reasons I wanted Down to come on, everyone knows this, and I'm a compulsive gambler. I don't gamble, I can't gamble, but I'm obviously aware of what's going on. And I was I was really struck by the fact, and I guess I shouldn't have been, that this year, and it's a landslide number. There will be nearly $16 billion legally wagered on the uh, the Super Bowl. If you had a couple billion more, you know, neighborhood boogies and whatnot, it'll be in the ballpark of $20 billion wagered on Sunday's game. We've never seen anything like that. And I'm trying to figure out who's exposed here. I was told that by far a significant amount of money is on Philly as opposed to Kansas City. Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, the the props are obviously the thing where there the number of props are insane, and the money on the props in the past couple of years has, has just grown to get the casual person involved. Um, and the one thing that we saw, which is just crazy, is someone put on Twitter that uh, that there was a pro football page where the script was revealed, <laughs> and it's thirty seven. 34 I saw that. <laughs> and then, okay, so, so and it had it had the, it had you know the temperature and yeah. what time the game kicked off and it, and it was right. And so I, I call up the sports book. I'm like, hey, you guys are doing this correct score kind of thing. Right. Let, let me ask you a question. Out of all the bets, is is the one the Eagles 37, <laughs> the Chiefs 34? Is that the one where you're getting the most money? They're like, buy five times. I'm like, oh my god! So I mean, people bought on. into it. So I'm thinking oh, this right. First off, you know, if you've gambled at all, you know that you know those types of bets are sucker bets. You are not going to win them 90 plus percentage of the time. It is how casinos, and you've documented this as well, make the far majority of their money on sports wagering yes. are on uh, you know, bets, exotic bets like that. But you're telling me that a guy goes on Twitter after the Arian Foster interview saying that the NFL is scripted and yes. says he found the script for the Super Bowl. It's and, a screen grab from uh, a page. That does I not saw exist, it. But it yeah. looks exactly like, yeah. yeah All right. Yeah. And the betting public was like, in just in case this is right, I got to get in on it. Let me let me let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> if there was a script, okay. If there was a script, and by the by the by the way, the best thing David Stern ever said to me was, he goes, "When people say it's scripted, do they understand that they're accusing me of fraud and racketeering, and I could go to jail for ten years? Like this is not a light claim." But if Roger Goodell actually had the script, and by the way, to script every player and every motion is the ballet. Right. Okay, it's very stupid. But if that was the script, guess what? It's not the script anymore. It's not the script anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and when and when the, the the places told you that it's five to one, uh, you, you're talking millions of dollars then that are being wagered on this Fugazi script, yes. right? Yes, Mil millions on, and millions and millions and millions more wagered on the coin toss. 
Yeah, so uh, let me walk Evan through that. Is that you the know, most popular bet? Not the most popular. The game it's is one, the it's most one, popular. It's, one, it's, it's probably in the top five. Wow. As, well, as far it, as a non-game outcome bet. Yeah, it's yeah, up to, but here's yeah. where this became famous. For those of you that don't know, back in the day, uh, and when I was gambling uncontrollably, I've been on the coin toss, so you know it's a 50-50 proposition, right? But it didn't become well-known until, of all people, Wayne Gretzky's wife, uh, Janet Gretzky, who's a well-known gambler in gambling circles, made a $50,000 wager. It's probably maybe 20 years ago now, and won the bet. And that then uh, started uh, an investigation, and obviously uh, it blew up Rick Tockett's spot as a guy yep. that was running a, a bookmaking operation in South Philly with a couple state troopers. But it and started then, and then with Janet Gretzky. Was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, what happened after that was then the Imperial Palace in Vegas started taking it, and then the Nevada Gaming Control Board said, wait, we don't think you can take this bet. And they're like, well, it happens on the field of play, right? Because Nevada's right. worried about, is there a human controlling it? And they're like, well, there's a human controlling it, but it's not with a string. Like, right. they don't know. Right. And then it, so first it was head tails. Then it was, what team will be the first to make an offensive play? But then the problem was that Belichick would always defer. So then that actually had to go into the, right. the odds. But the, the truth is that now the coin toss is a really good thing for the books because they offer zero juice. Now, this is the this is the weird thing. If you believe that at this point, the, the everything is so tight, the lines are so tight that there's not really much value and everything is a 50-50 split, the coin toss is actually the best bet at this point because sure. it's 50-50 with zero juice. So there's actually an argument to be made that if you think that everything's refined and, you know, the Eagles should be one and a half and everything else that goes on, the coin toss has the – you're paying the books, in layman's terms, the least money. Right. So there is there is some uh, – something to yeah, that. Yeah, it's like it's going into a casino. Like, the yeah. best the best, uh, the best, bet you can make in a casino is red or black at a roulette table. It's 50-50. Uh, right. It's a little less because of double zero, obviously, but you get the point. Uh, yeah, and it's become because of the, uh, the advent of mobile wagering and the fact that so many people are doing it legally now. Yeah, they're trying to figure out, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to put my toe in the water. Oh, that'll be fun. I don't have to know anything about football. I don't know the quarterback's names. But I know heads and tails, so I'll put a couple bucks on that. And that's how it starts, and that's how it grows. Now, let me tell you one more thing. Stanford, there's a paper at Stanford that actually says there is an edge in the coin toss. What? It, it's what, you, what, the, what the ref starts on. So if the, if the tail is up or the head is up, it is a 51% chance of what starts up. Given a nor, assuming it's not a aggressive flip and it's a real flip, right? How high, how high does the coin go? And then Evan, the other thing is, remember there are two ways to flip a coin. You could flip it, catch it, and then put it on the top of your, the back of your hand, or, or, hit, you, the, hit or the you gotta hit the ground. So do we know right. which official flipping the coin and their track record for the kind of flips that they usually do? I, dude, I, I, I wish I knew. And then the other the other thing the other thing that I like is so like the commercials for me has been. Just it's horrible over the last ten years because they give it all away, right? Like all these ad firm guys are like, "Oh, let's get the ROI through YouTube." So we'll have we'll tell the boss that we already have twenty million hits before the Super Bowl starts. What about the fact that when I'm sitting on the couch, I've already seen it, and now I can actually go to the bathroom and not care about it? So, so there, you know, the the guys at at uh, Miller Coors are basically like, "Okay, we're going to have people predict the the right. uh, commercial." 
They have, and they have six spots only to see a most seen it. You can go on DraftKings and you can guess the 12 questions and, you know, and then they have a kitty of, of prizes. So like, that's one of those things too, where it's like, even things that aren't betting has kind of become, you know, the, the whole yeah, idea well, of betting is surrounded right. everything. You can bet on everything now. And listen, you're right. Like, you know, I do a show on Fox. I'm sure I could ask, hey, do you guys know the commercial stop sets? Of course they do. <laughs> they know the order. They know who, what commercials up first, what, you know. And then that's the issue. It's like when you, uh, you know, in some states, for example, you can't wager on the Grammys or the Oscars, let's Correct. say. But there are because people that person, know the outcome, there's a right? person who knows. Right, there's and a person who knows. the reality is that, you know, you don't know who that person is. That person's most likely not uh, a man of generational wealth. And if you know who that person is, you can probably get to the person. Right. Hey, what's in Craig, the envelope you know for this, best you know, picture? Craig, right. do, you know this, do you know the security around the Pepsi halftime show when Pepsi had it? I mean, I, like, just the, just, just the, just the rehearsal Yes. To go to the rehearsal and who was on the list and who was who who, who sees the rehearsal. Well, how I about mean, it, it, yeah? But how about this one? I'll give you one that it came, this happened a couple years ago. As many people know, we're talking to Dan Ravel. You can now wager on the length of the national anthem. Well, yes. a couple years ago, and that building is locked down like Fort Knox, like what you're talking about with Pepsi, right? So because they do an actual live rehearsal in the stadium. All right. Yes. So I forget who the performer was, but it was a couple years ago. Because they did a live performance while the building was locked down, there was a couple construction guys like 10 blocks away mining their own yeah, business. On the outside. On the outside. Yeah. Outside, the outside the stadium, they heard it. They recorded it. Everybody knew exactly how long the anthem was going to be. <laughs> yeah, and, so, so, yeah. So when I, yeah, when I used to work for, for NBC and I was standing out there on the stanchions, for for CNBC, and I was out there. Uh, you could even when you were on the outside, you could hear what the first song was. You could hear what the national. You could hear right. it all, huh. which is why they still do it, and they're it's available in some states. But like, try to get more than fifty dollars on it. Good luck. Right? Isn't there a wager out there now? People are talking about, and this is just shows you the ridiculousness of some of the gambling that's out there on. What's Rihanna's last song going to be? Who's the special guest going to be? Stuff like that. Uh, there, uh, there is a will a uh, a body part of Rihanna's be revealed, which is so stupid what? because it's only <laughs> happened once with Janet Jackson by right. accident. There is actually a prop; it is real, where you can bet on that. It's 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 <laughs> minus sixteen hundred for no. Uh, I mean, God, once you get it, some it, great odds on the possibility, it's a yes. Can you, yes. <laughs> so when it happens, someone goes yes, and you're like. You were rooting for that? <laughs> no, I just won money off it. That's a $3,200 nipple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're now, going to dinner, honey. I, I got to ask you a question now because I've not followed it recently. Uh, you've been very public about your wagers. And uh, sometimes I, I worry about that because if you have a good weekend, I worry that that's going to encourage people that, oh, it's easy to do. How did you wind up for the year in, in NFL? Were you up or were you down? I think I was down around Thirteen thousand five hundred bucks. So this is one of the things that I do. I am very transparent. You can see every bet of mine since December fourth, two thousand eighteen. So I know exact. If you go to the Action Network that I work for, you can go on my page. You can see exactly how much I bet, and you can see how much I lost. And I talk about it. And Craig, especially given your history, yeah. I think this is really important because. Uh, I'm not just talking about when I win. You can see all my bets. And I think a problem with problem gambling is 
people forget their losses fast yes. and they try to forget them. And if you, if you don't allow yourself to forget them and they're in front of your face and they're tracked, uh, I, I think that's a major, major, like that will ensure that you don't go above your bankroll and you're looking at it well, and it's not just in air. I'll do you one better. Uh, you know, part of you and I went through my trial. You know, they subpoena all your uh, casino records, okay? Yep. And this just happened to me maybe a couple weeks ago because, you know, I'm, I'm many years now away from that moment in my life, but I happened to stumble upon it in an old document. And forget about the wins and losses because I've been very public. You know, I've had seven-figure wins. I've had seven-figure losses, you know, and I'm wagering a ridiculous amount of money. But I went back and I was reading a document that, you know, when I played because of the amount I was playing, every hand is monitored. And there's a report on it because uh, they wanted to make sure I wasn't counting cards. And in reality, counting cards is more of a Hollywood thing. There aren't 10 men alive today in this country that truly count cards the way you saw right, right. in the Ben Mesrick book, uh, You're 21. It, Bringing uh, down the house. Yeah, only a handful of guys have ever truly done it at that level. In any event, because of how much I was wagering, they want to make sure that I'm not aware of the count. Even if I was, am I betting the count, right? Now, for laymen okay. out there, when you play blackjack... Um, they give a numerical value to cards, and when the deck is in a high positive number, it means that there's a lot of 10s left, meaning the okay. deck is in the player's favor. All right, whatever. Long story short, I went back and I looked uh, at a, a trip I made to an Atlantic City casino over the course of uh, four hours of gambling, and I was disgusted reading it. Because if I if I put it out there publicly, and maybe one day I will, not for the glorifying of how much money, because I'd probably take the money out of it, the amount of wagers, how many times I went from one table to another table. Right, you couldn't have possibly been doing anything good. Right, and there were nights I won doing it, but the point was it was the behavior of a manic person, win or losing, and it really struck me because I, I had not looked at it in a long time, and now I'm looking at a piece of paper documenting how I wagered, how often I wagered, the amount of hands I wagered, how often I went from this table to that table to this table to that table, and I was disgusted with myself looking at it. Uh, and I think being transparent like you are with your bets, people need to understand the brightest people, the most well-connected people, the people who have like, legitimate algorithms and break stuff down are going to still do a lot of losing. And what's my, fast, my, yeah. my best year in college football was 58%, okay? I mean, which, which, <laughs> barely, which barely makes you any money. Right. right, and that barely makes you money. I can tell you as a fact, in the history of handicapping, there is no such handicapper in the world that has ever had back-to-back -back years over 60%. It doesn't happen. Right. And the greatest right. gambler of all time, a guy named Happy Walters, who Armin Katayin just wrote a book with, which comes out later in August, never sold a pick. Because it, the handicappers aren't any better at picking games than uh, the chicken in my backyard is. They're great yeah. marketers. They're not great handicappers. In any event, I think it's good that you publicize that because people need to recognize, yeah, you know what? You're a net loser this year. You can afford yep. it. You're being responsible, and that's all right. But it's not this pie in the sky. I won every parlay. I win every bet. You know, I'm the cat's meow in gambling. So I think it's good yeah, to do no, that. Yeah, especially given live betting, right? I mean, now sure. we have live betting where, you know, you want to scratch back and scratch back and keep going. I'm, I'm going to make it back tonight. Before I go to sleep, I'm going to be at zero. I'm yeah. going to fight. Well, I'm going to fight. Yeah, chasing is the worst thing. I've told, Evan and I have had this conversation offline because Evan, although he, I speak for you here, does not bet a lot of money. 
he has become very good at in-game NBA. I love line betting, yeah, yeah. And I've told, what have I told you a million times? Be disciplined. That's when it. When they make you an offer Especially. to guarantee you a win, get out and take I'm the, the win. I'm the king of cash outs. I cash out all the time. <laughs> right. I, 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 I would say one thing about live betting, because I do about 80% live betting. Just, just make sure that, you know, try in the moment to have an edge. and But realize that every score then becomes part of their algorithm to make the computer smarter. And if you think in thin air you're going to be better than that, figure out what it is. So for me, and I know we don't have much time here, but for me, I always bet live unders because the algorithm accounts for people rooting for offense and for them to always be an over. So there, so that is actually some sort of edge that stays consistent. It's a very small edge, but just realize that you are going up against the computer, and the computer is getting smarter every single day. Right. Are you? No, you're not. No. You're not. Now, real quick, what what's the deal with uh, the, you and J.J. Watt? I saw you waiting for him after that last game, <laughs> and I'm like, he was a little stalkery. I wasn't sure what was going on. No, listen, J, J, <laughs> listen J.J. and I are friends. We're, we're business partners in a canned cocktail business. We're business partners in other things. Company's called Kickstand. Um, listen, I went to fly out to see him to surprise him for his last game, and I did not. Everyone hates on everything. Like right, you know, I'm one right. of the most hated man on Twitter. So of course it has to go wrong. So he goes around the stadium. You know how he's throwing the balls to the fans. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get killed if I stop him publicly in his last ball throw. So I'm just gonna go in the middle of you know the, the when he's going to the locker room and I'm gonna stop him. Well, he keeps walking, keeps walking, keeps walking, and I hit him on the back at like 50 feet before special needs kids are waiting for him. Oh. And of course, the video then becomes Darren Ravel stops special needs kids from seeing JJ Watt. Jeez. Which, by the way, JJ Ray talked to him and this and that. I didn't even see them, and I was just surprising him. Just a case in point: everything goes wrong when social media. Boy, is you are a bad guy. I was thinking, what a bad guy! <laughs> I'm a horrible guy. What a horrible guy! <laughs> this guy. How now, could you do that to the kids? It's for the kids. So here's How the, could you do that to the kids? Here's the question: Are you flying back home, or are you staying for the game? Uh, right now, I have an you know I've done like you, Craig. This is this is Super Bowl twenty one. So I am uh, I have a flight back at eleven forty five p.m. The red eye, so that I don't have to deal with the Monday morning airport, which is the biggest yes. nightmare after Thanksgiving. It is a problem, and if you fly private, uh, late Sunday night is the worst airport experience for the bougie out there that do fly privately. But I got gotcha. you. Well, look, safe travels. Appreciate you coming on. and Always yeah, great talking to you I think we, By the way, I do think there is a place to have some roundtable uh, public conversations about gambling in this manner, which I think would be very helpful for we a lot of people. It. So yeah, I'd love to have it. you be a part of that. So I appreciate that. Of course. That. Of All right, course. kiddo, be good. All right, be good. Uh, I talked to this, uh, Darren Ravel, who's uh, become a friend over the last couple of years. And uh, interesting stuff. He is uh, very uh, much disliked on Twitter. He said something that made me very, very sick at the beginning yeah. of the interview. Go ahead. He talked about the getting price for the Super Bowl. And I started thinking, sounds a lot like a death <laughs> <laughs> Like, wow. Yes, you're pretty close. That's, that's pretty damn close. And Adele's there every week. Every weekend. <laughs> Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.